welcome to the Plan Addict Podcast, the spot where you can be entertained by the progression of junkie to addict to complete plant horror, spreading the joy and amazement and addiction with you right now. Hello, hello, my wonderful, amazing plant addicts. Here is to a good episode where we're going to talk about just a little bit of the frustrations that come with, you know, being a plant addict, a junkie, and of course, a plant whore. So I just want to share that I live in a very public location, meaning that I live in a downtown central area and that there is a lot of noise pretty consistently throughout you know, the sun, shine, days, you know, that time of day. Um, but the one hindrance, and I know that some of you have experienced this, and regardless of all the peace and the wonder and the amazement and the joy that my addiction brings to me, I cannot help but be slightly frustrated at all of the noises that come with living in an urban environment helicopters my cat now looks actually up at the ceiling when the helicopter flies over my house which is highly entertaining because we are near a hospital kind of and are in a helicopter pathway so this happens quite often so please forgive my exhaustion there appears to be a lot of activity at the emergency room lately which is horrible horrible bad but i have to say exhaustion has taken over I spent about two hours and about 10 gallons watering plants today. So again, plant addicts, junkies, and whores, this is not for everyone. Many individuals, adult humans, have small humans to take care of. I am very fortunate that I do not um, have small humans because I have lots of green, amazing things throughout my house. But this is part of the addiction where it takes hours and gallons of water to water, <laughs> to just take care of them. So I just thought I would share that little bit with you guys just in regards to exhaustion of today's episode. But today I really wanted to focus on, um, I know I've spoken before about the quality of soil and kind of preventing pests that just come with the wonderful addiction I have, but I wanted to talk about a little bit about the brand and the product that I have used to assist me in getting rid of some of these problems. So the brand is, let's see, their logo is not as great as mine. It looks like it is a Bonide, trusted since 1926. Goodness gracious, I know I have my right prescription on, but that was a very small print. But it's systematic houseplant is insect control. I bought this actually on Amazon a couple of years ago. It comes in, um, it says an, it's an eight ounce package, but it is really beneficial for those wonderful, amazing pests, especially scale. I unfortunately got a batch of a good potting soil that did appear to have scale in it because I have a couple of plants that didn't have scale. And when I transplanted them and repotted them they poof magically do have scale now so a lot of people with scale um, do the soap and water I also do that I also do um, the insect soap which I have a couple of different brands on that that I have tried and that I do have um, 
but I can't necessarily say for sure they 100% work because typically when I notice scale, I go all in <laughs> with both the systemic granules you add to the pot and then of course the sprays. And I actually do this with like um, the cosmetic, like three inch round pads. So I will soak the pad in it's called Maggie's Farm, a simply effective three-in-one garden spray for organic gardening. I've used that to help with scale on my interior plants. And then I've also used, which is a fuller bottle, which means I must have gotten it more recently, is Garden Save, Houseplant and Garden Insect Killer Kills on Contact. So this one, again, is a, is a newer bottle. I haven't used very much of it, but I do go through and wipe down all of the leaves and stems that are infected with scale with these products using like the three inch makeup cosmetic pad thing that comes in like almost, looks like a roll almost but it's just like a tubular stack of these pads and that's the only reason why i buy, buy these pads which always makes me feel awkward because i know a lot of people buy them for a lot of different things but this is what i buy them for is to treat my plants that potentially have scale so the biggest infestation i've actually experienced has been on my tricolor uh ficus rubber tree plant it's gorgeous we've got two different shades of green pink upon new growth and stems and then cream around the outside of the leaves this plant was doing amazing gorgeous um it came in i want to say like an eight inch pot and i transplanted it after about a month of just letting it settle in into a, i think it's like a 12 inch um ceramic pot and that's when i started to notice the scale so again even high quality soils you potentially have this amazing gamble of what it can do to your plants so this plant actually I've kind of it's really hard for me to uh, isolate plants because of the limited window space that I have but it is kind of separated right now I've treated it twice meaning I've put the granules in twice I have wiped down all leaves and stems um, but I just noticed today that it still apparently has a couple of little scales on it which is wretched because you know it's a beautiful plant. It's about two and a half feet tall now. So we're looking at 30 inches. It's been growing successfully just because of the environment it's in and because, you know, I'm a plant addict, but it has been suffering from the scale. So my end plan is, is actually, I have a brand new um, bag of soil in the garage. So I'm actually going to just basically swap out all the existing soil, replace the soil with the new soil and put some of those systemic granules in and then do a good wipe down of the plant and then hopefully set it up for success. So I'll have to give you guys an update in regards to how that looks, what that's looking like if my method of madness is potentially helping this plant out because we just never know you can have two plants in the exact same conditions one of them is successful and one of them fails there's so many factors when it comes down to my addiction your addiction that it is so tough to determine when a plant is not being successful what exactly you have or have not done um because a lot of times what i've experienced is that a lot of people love their plants too much I meaning they give them too much attention they give them too much water they are just basically way too in it to win it um this is our plant junkie the one that you know buys all the beautiful amazing plants and then unfortunately 
they do not survive the junkieisms. Um, the plant addict has learned a little bit more of the lesson, which means you do not want to overlove your plant. You basically want to make sure that you're giving it what it needs, but that you're kind of letting it do its thing. You know, it's not necessarily always a thing that you need to do. Um, I know I kind of, I water like maybe once a week, um, again, cause it takes so long. Um, but sometimes the plants will be like, Hey dude, I need some water. And I'm like, Oh my bad. You need a little bit more water. Maybe you didn't get as much saturation from the last bit. Maybe the ceiling fan arbitrarily, a leaf has moved near you and now you're getting dried out more. Those are all the situations that basically can impact that. Oh, look at you little buddy. You're looking a little wilted today. So just keep that in mind. Don't feel that you're that you need to overlove your plants. Of course, there's all kinds of things online telling you what to do, how to do it, and all that stuff. But actually doing it is a big portion of that. Um, most of the lessons that I've learned, I have seen articles online. I look at them very rarely. I kind of just go by what I feel and what I feel like the plant's telling me. Um, so like if it looks like, Hey, I could use some water, then it's like, all right, bud, I'll get you some water. Um, if it's one of those things where like my Boston fern, which of course, when you buy them from the store, there are these gigantic three foot masses of just gorgeous fern fronds. And you're just like, Oh, so this guy has been hanging in the corner of my dinette. I want to say for a about six years so it goes through phases it does not like winter obviously because the sun is not necessarily gonna you know be as bright it's a little bit of an interesting location but it does not like summer because it's hanging the hvac unit's actually blowing directly on it which means that it gets dried out a lot quicker so i'm taking this guy down and watering him probably twice a week and basically what that looks like is i'm putting him in he's in about a 12 inch hanging pot right now I put him in about a 15 inch saucer load him up with water and then load that saucer up with water let him sit for at least a day get absorb anything and everything that he can and basically then I go ahead and put him on a dry saucer so he can dry out so I can rehang um so yeah I know it's kind of curious with hanging plants and I've asked, actually invested a lot of money in those like hanging plant pots that are all fancy and they have like a little like um drain bottom scoopy thing where you're supposed to be able to just add water to the scoopy thing with like cotton um rope that goes up from that basin into the dirt and into the plant um at one time i had an apartment that was glorious with vaulted ceilings and i had eight of those full of pothos stringing all throughout this wonderful amazing vaulted ceiling apartment and uh they loved that situation in regards to me watering them that way it was a pain in the butt for me because i only had a wobbly um like walmart bar stool at the time so every time i had to get up there and water them it was an adventure in balance coordination and then the desire to live i remember one time i actually fell off on my bed which thankfully was there to catch me and i haven't jumped on the bed in a very long time but you know what it was an awesome sensation to be thankful that the bed was there to bounce me back up but so for those of us with hanging plants and do you water them with the method i'm speaking of where you just basically give them a really good soak let them absorb as much as they can and then you know repeat on a regular basis boston ferns are 
very needy plants. If you are just a plant junkie and you see one of these and they do, they look so spectacular. This one that I got, it was beautiful, beautiful. So full when I first got it, when I brought it home, hung it in the little kitchen net nook thing next to the window, it lost the majority of its fronds on the wall sides because it is in a corner. Um, but it is, it is semi-successful. I wouldn't say it's as good as it needs to be because these days, with the HVAC, with air conditioning, it is just summertime and it's not necessarily liking it. So it loves spring and fall when the HVAC unit's not on and when it's getting adequate light. So plant junkies, plant addicts, plant whores, keep in mind, Boston ferns require a lot more work than the rest of my plants do. And I do oblige it just because it is such an awesome plant, but it is definitely one of the bigger ones for work maintenance and things that you need to do on a regular basis this is also the reason why i missed this entire dinette corner on a regular basis because it just loves humidity and obviously in my home it's not as humid thank goodness at times as it would like um but definitely misting and doing like just a lot of maintenance care on the boston ferns so i guess that was a little tangent in regards to Boston ferns and what they look like and how they look like in my world. Um, a couple of other things that I do have going actually, since I'm looking at this Kenshadet corner, I have a staghorn fern. So this fern I got on a clearance rack at a specialty nursery once upon a time um, in my travels. And of course, me being a plant addict, I'm very familiar with the staghorn fern. I actually was fortunate enough to know a beautiful lady in Orange County who had one living on her front porch. It's, um, it's a staghorn fern has its little butts. So it's like the horn butt of the plant. So it's like the brown scale portion of it. So her staghorn ball was over three feet in diameter she actually offered it to me um because i was just totally like oh, i've never seen one this big this is amazing and um since i was going to college in la i opted to this probably isn't a good idea for for me to have this <laughs> and i really wanted i really wanted it but Regardless, so my staghorn fern, um, some of its horns are about 18 inches. It's about five years old. I just once upon a time, I think I got it at a nursery. I almost want to say it was one of my adventures to the Bay Area of California where I was working on landscape design projects and I happened to see it. It was not in good shape when I got it. It had one half live leaf and one very crispy leaf on on it i was able to talk the salesperson down to giving me 50 percent off because i was like there's no guarantee this is gonna live and it was it was a good experience just in regards to oh yay i have a memento of my trip so again it's about four or five years old um it is doing very very well but i think it loves the fact that i missed the boston fern above it and it consequently gets a lot of that so because it started off with like let's say one and a half leaves maybe just you know three quarters of a leaf to start um if i'm looking at it it has about a dozen leaves now and again, ranging up to 18 inches. It is absolutely gorgeous. For those plant addicts, plant whores, this is definitely 
definitely could be your jam. Plant Junkie, if you see one of these, just know that it is so easy to kill these guys. It is so easy. They're very susceptible to rot, which means you literally have to let them dry completely out before you water them. At least that's what I've found to be successful in my indoor environment. Um, again, they like the mist and they like to have humidity, but they just can't be sopping wet. If they're sopping wet, they're going to not be happy, get rot real quick, and it'll be unfortunate. I think that's a good way to put it. It'll just be unfortunate. But plant addicts, plant whores. Here's to to those of you who do have staghorn ferns. They are amazing. They are gorgeous. People actually notice it because it is kind of, I don't know, kind of front and center in the little area of the kitchenette. And uh, it is an amazing plant to have. It's an amazing plant to keep. It definitely benefits a lot from its location. So... It's all about location, location, location. Isn't that what they say about almost everything, especially in regards to businesses? Please forgive me while I take a drink of tea. Again, extremely exhausted with the wonderfulness of living in urbanness. Actually, I'm also next to a baseball field, like a community minor league baseball field, which is quite noisy right now. I did not realize that there would be a game tonight. There is a game tonight, which is why we are inside right now. The sun is almost going down. I really want to get outside and water um, and harvest. We've got uh, snap peas and beans. Um, some wonderful golden and yellow pear cherry tomatoes to check on. And then, of course, we have eggplant. Eggplant is one of the most beautiful plants that I grow in my garden. Absolutely love it. It's kind of second best um, to okra. Okra blows my mind with the flowers. I love the fruit. I love being able to especially serve people okra that are like, oh, my God, I hate okra. It's so slimy. It's so gross. Well, you know, you haven't had me prepare it, so... One day we'll talk about how much I love cooking with all of my garden plants and then kind of go into what my garden looks like and what kind of plants I've found a lot of success with. The biggest one that I'll just give you a little, a little peek in regards to when I do talk about the garden is the creeping onion. This is brilliant and amazing plant. I cannot tell you how thankful I am when I originally got this cutting because I've had it going probably for about seven years. I literally mail them to people um, because it is just such an interesting plant. Um, Does not really bloom, but does make these wonderful little shallot pods onion bulbs at the top of the stalk so it is a brilliant it does cut back on the actual original plant being able to make a large onion but if you get those stalks taken care of and cut off soon enough you can get that good onion which i harvested quite a few i think two days ago made a little onion slaw because that's what i do sometimes because i love the pickledness maybe it's a plant addict trait maybe it's a plant whore trait or it's a plant junkie trait but pickling wonderful things in the garden is so great especially when you're adding them to salads or just basically any dish where you can just have that nice vinegar tang definitely appreciate that a lot in my life well 
I think we are good for this recording. Please, please, please tell your friends. Say, hey, there's this really interesting lady. And all she does is talk about her plant addiction. So we can go ahead and spread the addiction, get more people becoming plant junkies, plant addicts. And of course, the plant whores of the world are always welcome here on this podcast. It has been a pleasure. Please be safe. Please be kind. Until next time.